I want to start off by talking about how you grew up and what led you to your business that you're currently in. For sure. Yeah. So just to give a little bit of detail on my childhood growing up, uh, my mom and dad got uh, divorced when I was six months old. My mom raised us as a single mom and uh, kind of just because uh, my dad at the time struggled with alcoholism. So now yeah. he's 12 years sober or so right now. Thank God. Yeah, praise uh, God. But, uh, but yeah, so my mom raised us and she was, I think, a great, a really, really great example of unconditional love, poured a ton of belief into me and to my biological brother and then some adopted siblings that I ended up growing up with by the time we were in, we were in high school. But, uh, you know, she was, she was not only a great example of love, but also hard work, you know, that I yeah. saw that a lot of times, you know, single parents will, will struggle, you know, financially or struggle taking care of the kids. And she, she never missed anything, you know, growing up playing sports. Uh, she, even though she worked a lot of hours, she was in the mortgage industry and yeah. on commission only. And, and you know, you, you understand being in this For similar sure. space, yeah. you know, kind of you're instead of nine to five, you're working 24 seven, but never missed any of our games, took us to practices until I was old enough to drive. Um, but I saw how hard she would work. She would make up for that by working until one or two in the morning if she needed to. Uh, and just was a really, really great example. And so that's a little bit on growing up. And then uh, I played soccer and uh, I got a really great advice from one of the coaches that I had uh, growing up when I was in, in high school. I was graduating or was about to graduate, had just signed to go play soccer in college. And I asked a coach of mine, uh, Mike Incian. You know Mike? Yeah, I, yeah, he was one of my coaches, yeah. Mike coached you for At, a uh, What was it? Texans, I believe? Yeah. Yeah, did you play Texans as well? Yeah, I played for okay, yeah, Texans. Cool. So, uh, so Mike, you know, he was, you know, now he's coaching with the the U.S. national team for the like the U-19s and yeah. just got a great, great guy, very huge mentor in my life. But uh, one of the biggest life-changing pieces of advice that I got was when I was in high school and I had just signed to go play, I asked Mike, I said, hey, what's a soccer, like what's something I can read or do or or like a soccer book yeah. that will give me an edge on other people as a soccer player. Interesting. And he answered it. He said, before you read soccer books, you should start reading people books. And I said, what the huh. heck is a people book? <laughs> Right. And so right. He, he started recommending me. He, he recommended me a book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, a, a book called Grit by Angela Duckworth. And uh, basically had led me into the world of personal development. Right. And I started hearing quotes from people like Jim Rohn, you know, that said, uh, you know, a self edge, you know, uh, that formal education will make you a living, which is fine. Uh, but self education will make yeah. you, you know, will make you a fortune, which is super fine. And so I started reading a lot of stuff like that, and, and it really opened up my mind because by the time I was in high school, the schoolwork that I would do, I wasn't passionate about because I was like, all right, calculus is pre-calculus is not going to help me with what I want to do in life, which at the time was to go become a coach and a soccer player and, and all of that. So that was a big influence on me, was that advice from Mike, which yeah. I'm, I'm forever grateful for. I feel like that, uh, you know, created me becoming a lifelong student and always knowing it kind of humbled me knowing how much I don't know. And so that was a big piece of it. And then right after I signed to go play soccer in college, I had, uh, you know, asked my my mom, I was, you know, reading those books and said, hey, I want to do something that I can control my time, uh, that I can, you know, be on commission because I feel like 
that would give me the most freedom to, to put as much or as little as I wanted towards it. But at the time, if I was going to be going to play soccer in college, I couldn't do mortgages. I couldn't do real estate. I couldn't do car sales mm. or anything that was requiring a ton of my time. And so my mom was a client of the company that I'm with now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she, uh, which, you know, she was a client for investment accounts and life insurance and everything. And uh, she said she introduced me. She said, hey, uh, you know, you should meet this guy named Emmanuel. Uh, he's somebody that can help you. Uh, you know, get going on something that you can, you know, do around your schedule on commission. And I think you'll make more money than you would. Kind of like part time, maybe. Yeah, doing yeah. part time. I think you would make more money than you would doing fast food or any other kind of a typical For college sure. kid job. Yeah. Uh, and so I uh, got started right away. I uh, got my, you know, insurance license through the state of Oklahoma, like four days after having a conversation with the guy I talked with. And uh, I, you know, I tore my ACL t- uh, two weeks later and wow. I always, which this is a whole different conversation, but I feel like at the time I didn't grow up at the time. I, I, I didn't have a great relationship with God. I didn't really go to church a lot. And I kind of like a lot of people, uh, soccer became my religion, I think, mm. uh, which is not just soccer for some people. It's, uh, it's, you know, idols or TV or it's other sports or it's, uh, you know, th- there's there's a ton of examples. Their their work, money, whatever it is that becomes kind of their their god in a way in right, their life. Right. And I always had my identity in that I'm a soccer player and I'm a soccer coach. And I, one day I'm going to be a soccer coach once I'm done playing. And that's that's the only plan I had. And so me tearing my ACL didn't get me to give up on that journey or that dream, but it gave me more of kind of that thirty thousand foot view to realize that. Soccer is something that I do. It's not who I am. Who I am are the the traits that I developed along the way, which is work ethic or leadership, you know, uh, being disciplined, staying at something for a long period of time. And so I uh, and so th- those are kind of I, I realized that was who I kind of started putting my identity in more and started to develop a relationship with God and all these different things that that caused me to just have a different perspective. And so I made the decision that summer between my senior year of high school and the time I was supposed to go play play in college, I basically was doing my my part-time, you know, uh, the part-time business uh, that I was doing on a almost a full-time basis and I fell in love with what I was doing. I realized all those same traits, work ethic, leadership, communication, and the things I kind of started to work on at the time, I could apply in a different area. And I remember one night uh, after hitting a big goal that I had, I remember with a torn ACL sitting there thinking, when I'm, I never thought I could get the feeling I got, you kind of, you know, the Friday night lights feeling you get from sports. I always viewed life that you have that for a season and then you go work a job and you never have that feeling again. That was your paradigm. That was my paradigm yeah, at the yeah. time, right? And so I thought I don't ever want to not have that feeling, that Friday night feeling you get from sports. So I'm never going to work a job. It's never going to happen. I'm going to play, hopefully go play professionally, and then I'm going to coach professionally. And I'm going to keep having that Friday night feeling through soccer, right? And when I uh, went full time and started pursuing and then hit a goal we had in the business, uh, I I got that same feeling That's interesting. Yeah. while I had a torn ACL and I thought, you know, and I thought to myself at the time, uh, you know, I could have this feeling at 80 years old. I could be mm. in a wheelchair. I could not be able to walk. 
It's not my physical body that I need to depend on. And in the business world, there are no gatekeepers, right? Not that I don't think now at this point, you know, uh, I was ever talented enough to play professional at the level that I wanted to at that time. I don't want to be that person that by the time you're 30 and 40, you talk about how amazing you were at right, sports right. as a kid. So I think probably I wouldn't have made it anywhere close to the level I wanted to play anyways. But uh, I realized I could get that feeling not from sports. And I went to a couple of conferences and things. And uh, I could dive deeper into that later if you want if you want me to. But uh, the short version of it, I, I had a series of events happen that made me make the decision to go full time into business. I called my coach, told him I wasn't going to go play. And uh, so from the time I was 18, I went full time in business and I viewed it as, hey, this is this is success university. You know, this is if I'm going to go spend money for four years in college and go into debt to learn how to become the person to make the type of money I want to make and be in the the business world one day. Why not just actually experience it and have four years of learning people skills and sales and, uh, you know, in, in keeping commitments and keeping a calendar. And after four years, if I made zero dollars, I'm still in the positive compared to if I would have went to college. Right. Because it's all up to you. Yeah. Right. And so I thought, hey, this is success university in my mind and I'm, I'm having a long term vision. And I think that's really the biggest thing that people make a mistake. Right. Especially because you're in real estate and building a business. Most people judge their business off the first six months, not off the first 10 years. Mm. You know, I have a, a mentor in, in my life that said, if you judge, uh, if you if you judge your business within the first 10 years, you're judging it very prematurely. If you think about any like Fortune 500 company and you ask the founder, what were the early years like? Their, the goal, you know, they weren't making millions of dollars. They weren't having money coming in hand over fist. They were in a garage somewhere begging people to borrow money and to keep afloat, you know. So that's just, uh, I think treating it like a university gave me a long-term vision to where early on when things didn't get going as fast as I wanted them to, I, I, was, I was able to keep things into perspective. And so from there, just have built and grown a business, have been blessed so far, but uh, things have been fine. And it sounds like you're like, I, I see this, um, what is it, this pattern of you wanting to be a soccer coach and then now that you're also leading other people and coaching other people, that's interesting how you are doing what you're doing now and you saw it in, uh, you saw it in your life early on. For sure, for sure. I think that's where uh, the all, everything we have in life that happens prepares us for mm, the next thing, for sure. you know? Yep. And that's where uh, it doesn't matter what it is. If, if you really, there's nothing that's wasted time or wasted effort, you know, even if we don't go as far in one area as we would like, you know, uh, there's out of, I don't know how many high school athletes and college athletes, how many of those end up becoming pro, but the ones that really, there's, there's no, there is no downside of thinking big, of working hard, of staying disciplined and keeping through something as long as you can. Uh, the the person, it's it's really the goals you're going for is the person you become in the process. And so I think mm. when I became laser focused on wanting to do what I wanted to do in sports, uh, and I started working on those areas, and then transition into business. I you know as as humbly as I can can say it had. It saw a lot of people around my same office and area in our industry 
that I passed very quickly as a young person. And people thought it was because I was uh, talented or had like a natural talent in our industry, which I didn't at all. I was actually probably the most nervous, scared, shy person to go in and start making phone calls or do anything. But the discipline and all that stuff that I, from the past, I was already, I was day one in this journey, but I was already five years into it because of how Makes hard yeah. I was going in, in another avenue. Does that make sense? Like emotionally, you were it, already in the process. So you just shifted your mindset or vehicle. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Right. Let's say if you have somebody that if two people want to look like a bodybuilder, for example, mm -hmm. on the, like let's just use a physical example. And one of them has been completely physically undisciplined their whole life. They're overweight, they're out of shape, very high percent body fat. And they say, I'm starting my journey to look like a professional bodybuilder. And somebody else that just finished up their last season in the NFL and their body's in peak physical condition, which one of them is going to get to look like a bodybuilder faster if they start the same journey with the same, obviously it's the person that is already fit, right? right? And so I think mentally and emotionally, uh, that we're all uh, the same. If you have discipline in one area that you've really gone for something for four or five years, uh, and you know your your brain is a muscle, just like your body is a muscle. And so, when somebody comes brand new, if they've been an employee their whole life and they've never had to work their own schedule, they've never had to uh, follow up with what they say they're going to do, go out and have to generate, you know eat what you, you know, uh, kill what you eat right. sort of a thing, you know, hunt like you do in, in business or being self-employed, then they need to develop that muscle and it takes some time. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that frustrates people. And I wasn't the, the best example of that coming in our business. I had a lot of struggles uh, that I had to overcome. And that's what I realized when I started see people come in and they would fly past what I was doing. Hmm. And I would be so frustrated of thinking, man, what's, what's wrong with me? And, you know, kind of the, the saying comparison is the thief of joy. Yep. Uh, but what people don't understand is the kind of the cliche saying, don't compare your chapter one to their chapter 10. But it's so true though. If yeah. somebody's brand new in a business, it doesn't mean they're on chapter one. They could have put in their first nine chapters of their story somewhere else and developed all the things they needed and then come into a new business or a new industry as that developed person and they're already on third base or they're already on that 10th chapter and we look at somebody like that and think man i suck what's wrong with me why am i not winning as fast as they are when we're just earlier on in the process that's so good man like people that take the time to develop their skills and you know personality character even if they're not in business but once they get into business or get the opportunity to become a business owner, like you said, they'll skyrocket. And people that don't know their story, they're going to be like, hey, I must suck, right? Yeah. But they, they need to know what the process was like for that person. For and sure. they need to start as well. Yeah. They haven't started. For sure. And it's everybody looks, everybody that looks like an overnight success, I guarantee you they had the same struggles as all of us. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, I heard a quote the other day that said fast success uh, creates ego. Slow success creates character, mm -hmm. right? Builds character. And that's where 
just like a, just like a just like a gem in or like a diamond or a gem in the earth needs the pressure and time of the earth to become as beautiful as it needs to be uh we need uh we need uh adversity we need to go through stuff we need to go through the struggle and so i think that's where so, now yeah. when i i felt like i came in and kind of I had a a lot of I had a sh- a lot of success in a relatively short period of time, and then a lot of negative things, many self inflicted, just of not doing the right things I was supposed to in business. And that adversity that I went through helped create, you know, what I needed to for success. And so, in these next couple of years, when we hit all the goals that I know we're going to do, it'll look like man, that came out of nowhere, you know. But it was really years of going through the suck, you know, kind of, you know, going through what you have to. For sure. Yeah. And what's the mindset that you're working on now? For sure. That, that you're kind of developing and that like, or it could be a challenge or something like that. Yeah, I think, so when, when I was brand new, I, I was, there's a lot of limiting beliefs that we all have to overcome. Yeah. And if you really, whatever, when you write down goals, one of the most important things of writing down goals is not just the goal itself. It's what are the voices that you hear after you write them down mm. uh, that are holding you back. And a lot of us have those that are called limiting beliefs. Right. And so for me, when I, I, I came in and, you know, just like anybody is, I want to make a million dollars in my first year. And uh, and it's, you know, it didn't, you know, yeah. didn't make I think my first 12 months, you know, made probably uh, $25,000, you know, uh, you know, which, you know, almost nothing, but you'll see. uh, So the, the, I think when I first came in, I thought, you know, I saw pie, pie in the sky, almost goals that I had that I didn't understand the work that it takes to get to. And so I think early on just developing, getting rid of limiting beliefs that were holding me back and developing the habits that I needed. So one of those uh, beliefs that I had early on because I went into business at 18 was nobody's going to take me seriously because I'm young. Yeah. And uh, that's not true, right? One of the things I tell people a lot of times in our in our industry is that people will take you uh, seriously no matter what the age is, what your age is, if you're a professional, right? We, we sure. live in Oklahoma where it's the, you know, college football, one of the college football uh, places out there, right? If o- Oklahoma State or Oklahoma plays, uh, people will drive four or five hundred miles across the country, paint their face and their chest, and take their shirt off and clap for a nineteen-year-old, an eighteen-year-old in sports, right. <laughs> right? Or we we you know played soccer that you'll see you know a lot of times people professional. You know Neymar at one point was one of the best players on the planet at 18, 19 years old, and. Everybody respected him as a soccer player because he was a professional. He had put in the work right, needed. Right. And so it's the same thing where if I develop this skill, that's that's what I the long story short that I'm trying to say is that's the mindset I started to tell myself as a young person is say, people are gonna take me seriously if I'm a professional. So I need to learn product knowledge. I need to learn people skills. I need to understand what's out there from other companies better than they understand their own products. Right. So uh, that was what I needed coming in. And then I think for a period of time, uh, it's easy to start to become cynical or jaded. 
and get rid of a lot of that childlike enthusiasm. So if you're asking me what's different about my mindset yeah. now is I think for a few years I had some things happen. I had, you know, some uh, business partners that had, you know, uh, left and tried to, to you know, tried to, to do some negative things toward, you know, just same type of stuff everybody goes through in business uh, in different so certain things that get me to lose some of that childlike enthusiasm for a season of time. And I think just to redevelop an attitude of gratitude mm. uh, and uh, and a, a hopefulness in all of that to be to, to be able to make it to the next level to where have those same huge visions that I started off with, but with a uh, poise and with an understanding of knowing the real work that it takes to get to the does that make sense yeah yeah so i think just uh letting go of you know uh, over the last couple of years let go of old things in the past or anything uh, neg anything negative uh to be able to uh believe in people and pour into them and and so right now my biggest thing is uh, that i understand the value of relationships i understand sure. the value of of you know pouring into other people and there is there is a, a zig ziglar quote that is you know if you help enough people in life get what they want of you know that'll help you then get what you want giving right? yeah giving the more you people, give the more right you, yeah the yeah. more you give the more you help other people hit their goals so that's where right now we have the over the next two years I have the goal of helping twenty people open up their own agencies in our industry and so wow. with what that, does that look like. Uh, it looks like finding people that are at a full-time job right now that are hungry, that are working hard already, that are either overworked and underpaid or have no freedom of schedule and to teach them how to come in part-time, start making a significant part-time income and the right ones to make the jump in me, show them, hey, here's the path that I went. Let me show you how to do it. So uh, that just takes me having lots of conversations with people uh, to where I can identify, hey, who are who are some potential people that might be that that might be somebody I can help develop into an agency owner here? And would you say like some people are interested, but you kind of have an idea who really would want it or who would would be willing to work on themselves? Right? For sure, I think the the number one thing I look for is hunger, right? Okay. Because you have it where there's some there's so many people that are are polished they've got it all together they've got a great resume they might have a master's degree they've been in business for years they have great credibility with the people around them but they have they don't have any reasons why they want to go to the next level they don't have any any hunger you can't teach hunger right, right? i uh the, you know the the biggest problem I think I had early on in business when it comes to people was I would see people that were winning in other areas of life and I wouldn't look to talk with those people about my business because wow. I assume they're already winning. I would try to find, I don't want to say losers, no, but no, no, no. people yeah. that were losing in life and get them in our in and get them in our industry and teach them how to become a winner, which is a much, much harder thing to do than to find a winner and show them a better vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. you, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, and same thing in real estate where you're in now, right? There is, there is somebody out there right now that would 
if they were in my industry in financial services or in your industry in real estate, they would be making three or four hundred thousand dollars a year, but they're making forty grand a year as the hardest working person in a factory right now. Right. Or they're they're just they're somewhere where they are working really, really hard in the wrong vehicle. That's crazy. Going to sleep yeah. at night, praying for more money, you know. And so those types of people, I think, are the that's the number one trait I'm I'm looking for right now is hunger because uh, Nick Saban that just retired from from Alabama. I'm not a big college football guy, are you? I don't watch football. Yeah, I don't yeah. I, so uh, but Nick, you know who Nick Saban is? No. So he's he's known as like the 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 winningest college football coach in history, right? The the greatest of all time as a college football coach. Uh, if somebody's not an Alabama fan, they might disagree with that, but very few people disagree. And there was a uh, he was he was quoted recently. Uh, he was out recruiting right before retiring. At, you know, he was out recruiting high school kids as the greatest to ever do it. He was in some other city out there. Uh, shaking hands and actively recruiting for Alabama. And they asked a question. They said, why are you still out here uh, recruiting high school players? You know, if you're the greatest to ever do it, shouldn't your assistant coaches or uh, somebody else be out here doing that? And he said, I learned a long time ago that uh, I learned a long time ago that I wasn't good at coaching bad players to play good. I needed to go find more good players. Hmm. And so I think that's where uh, that's what we all need is to to find. I think obviously development, uh, developing people is great. And I'm we we teach a lot of personal development to our people and try to help them work through those limiting beliefs and stuff I talked about to become the person they need to be. But it would be a heck of a lot easier to find somebody that already has some of those intangibles and some of that, that drive, right? And just give them the vehicle because teaching the product knowledge and the financial stuff and all that—that's the easy part, right? Right. right. The, it's, yeah. It's it's the hunger that is most of it. That, that is ninety percent for sure. And I'm sure things are different now with kids, and you're married now. So how you you spoke about gratitude? Is that something that you're grateful for? That kind of obviously you are, but you know what I mean. Like, is that something that drives you differently? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's something that gets that it, it definitely gets me a lot more emotional than you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and it gives you different reasons. You know, they they talk people talk about dad strength. You know, I think uh, dad motivation is. It's, it's, yeah, it's real. Real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have three kids. Have three kids, yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, when you want to win and, and, and you're, you know, you're just kind of have enough money to be comfortable and you're getting by by yourself. And then you have a kid. And if you're somebody that has a, a good imagination and can look forward, and I say, hey, my daughter is eventually she's, you know, my she's going to have a quinceanera, you know, at, at some point, both of them, uh, you know, we have a four month old and a two year old, uh, that do I want to have that in a gymnasium for free that I spend 500 bucks on, or do I want to put a hundred thousand dollars towards it? Like make it the best time ever. Do I want to have a business built by the time that they're in school and playing sports that I, I don't ever have to miss anything and the business is still going, you know? So I think it, uh, it just, you know, once they get married one day, all of that, which is it, it gives me, I feel like a lot more uh, long term thinking 
and a lot different motivation than when I'm just there for myself. So yeah. So where can people find you, man? Uh, Facebook mostly social, and when it comes to social media, Facebook. So uh, you can look up Curtis Miller on there and uh, see a guy that looks like me. That's probably that's probably <laughs> me. So uh, that's the main place. I'm a little bit on Instagram uh, as well, but. Uh, Facebook is really the main spot or our office. If anybody's in Tulsa, is over yep. here at 61st and Memorial that I can, you know, have you get put the address on there. And, um, you know, my phone number, if anybody wants to reach out, I'm open for it, which is 918-906-0423. Uh, if anybody has any questions, uh, advice, anything like that, that, uh, you know, they're wanting, then that's how they can reach me. Cool, man. And it's just, it's not just local, right? No. So we have... Uh, I have licensed agents in our industry, I think, in uh, 11 or 12 different states across the country. And okay. I have clients in probably 30 states. So uh, uh, total between, you know, our, our different people with our agency. So, yeah, uh, it doesn't doesn't matter. All 50 states is where is where we do business. At. Cool. It doesn't matter if they're local or not. All right. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you. And I appreciate you coming by.